Hi Angel, welcome back to another episode of the Holistic Honey Podcast. I am so glad you're here. This is your safe and soulful space to plug in and explore all things mental, emotional, energetic, and spiritual well-being and healing. This is a space where self-belief, your full potential, and your main character energy are going to become your norm and your non-negotiable. Are you ready? Let's get into it. Hello, legend. Welcome back to another episode of the Holistic Honey podcast. I have got such a goodie for you today. I connected with Jess, who is an online coach, a biz mentor, a mindset queen, and she specializes in food freedom and body image. So I want to start with a disclaimer. We are definitely talking about body image, food, um, you know, disordered eating, that sort of stuff. So, you know, if there's anything that triggers you, obviously feel free to turn it off, take a break, but just wanted to add that disclaimer. But it is a conversation so worth having because as females, it's a topic that's so relatable and it doesn't matter where we are on our timeline or on our self-love and self-development journey. It is something we have all suffered with at one stage or another, whether it be, you know, really fixed mindset, struggling with different kinds of movement or our weight fluctuating, all those sort of things, which we speak to in this discussion. So in this chat, we speak about, like I said, mindset, food, freedom, body image, balancing the feminine and masculine energies within business and within our life, embracing different kinds of movement and kind of really navigating the seasons of what our body needs and honoring what our body needs, building better habits and the power of long-term coaching. It was such a pleasure connecting with Jess. You are going to love this chat. So please enjoy. Jess, hello. Welcome to the Holistic Honey podcast. So good to see you. How you doing? Good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. We just had like a good old, like almost hour chat before hitting record. It was. Uh, get two woo girls on a call and we'll talk shit for hours. We're not hitting record straight away. We're talking shit and then we're hitting record. <laughs> we were talking a little bit about how wild the planets are being at the moment because oh. I feel like there's there's some shit going on. Yeah, we're copying it from all angles. Yeah. Like six planets in retrograde right now. You know what's funny? Like I'm quite woo-woo, but like the astrology side of things, I don't like, like I don't know much about it until someone will post and be like, this is why you're feeling so fucked. And I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense now. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know about you, and I've seen this with a lot of people, but it happened with me, but like my period came four days early and synced up with the fucking blue moon. (laughs) Yeah, which is wild. I don't know SOS. what is in store for that, but I feel like it's going to be the power. SOS. SOS. <laughs> Little flag, just raise the flag right now, honestly. So if anyone is feeling a bit crazy, you're not alone. <laughs> but to be fair, I don't know when I'm going to post this. So this might be um, when everyone's in the, the safe zone. True, true. You might be all right by now. <laughs> Anyway, thank you so much for being here. And for everyone listening, please introduce yourself and who you are, the kind of work you do and how you got into what you're doing now. 
So <laughs> have you got all day? Because I feel like I've had such a journey, but I, if you don't know me, I'm trained with Jess on all socials. I am an online health and fitness coach, and I've just transitioned into like the mindset and business mentoring space, which we love. And my mindset coaching is really just centered around like food freedom, body image, all that kind of stuff. I, yeah, it's so strange to be here as well, because like, I never thought I would even be a personal trainer in the first place with doing what I initially did with uni and all that kind of stuff. So to even transition to that space was different. And then thinking now that this is where I am is like, yeah, out of body experience really. Life works in mysterious ways, doesn't it? Yeah. It's funny how like you pivot based off different seasons of your life I guess so yeah I went to uni and did like exercise science human nutrition majored in um well when I did my master's I did high performance sport and then majored in rehab so I thought I would work in like NRL or netball yeah right and then I pretty much started my fitness journey and then started working in a gym, realized that I could work for myself, help all these people, started earning more than what I ever would have if I was in the original space that I was going to be in and then never looked back. Oh, soz, if you can hear the dog barking. <laughs> I actually can't, but I can see her and she's fucking cute. Ooh, stop. It's always when you hit record, the dogs want to like absolutely have a party, right? Stop. <laughs> I actually can't hear I promise. <laughs> good, 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 good. So yeah, that's pretty much like how I got into this space. And then I did like this massive healing journey for myself and, you know, realized how beneficial it was for everyone else. And also just how interconnected the mindset stuff was with your fitness journey, especially exactly. with the things that I coach on, like food freedom and body image. Like that's, you can try and change your body physically as much as you want, but unless you're doing the mindset piece, it's just not going to click. And that's what happened with me as well. Like, I think I've been on this journey for, I'm going to say like seven years now. And I originally, when I was younger, I played state netball. So I was like 53 kilos ringing wet, then went to uni, put on all that weight. I got to 94 kilos, lost 30 now. And like I was that person that just like constantly tried to change their body. I would overtrain. I would, you know, I went through phases of binge eating, being super fucking strict, trying to control everything. And then when I started my mindset stuff, like all of my body image stuff tried, started to shift mm-hmm. and yeah, actually started doing all this for my actual all round wellbeing, not just for what I physically looked like. And yeah, it all just kind of clicked and here we are. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that you highlighted the mindset piece because with anything that you specialize in, whether it's the fitness and nutrition or business or whatever it is, like whatever we're trying to work towards, if we've got this attachment to, I will finally feel, you know, desirable, amazing, happy, sexy, content when I get to this stage this fucking relentless cycle we chase if we don't have the mindset right like it's never gonna feel like enough 
The food freedom and the body image I want to talk about for a sec because I know that this is super relatable to a lot of women listening, something yeah. I have been through. I, you know, I've spoken about this on my podcast before. I will get like my phone pop up and be like, this time, you know, five years ago, I'm like, fuck my life yes. and I'll be in Italy or something. But like, I remember looking back at photos when I was physically smaller and thinking what my mindset at the time was like. And Horrible. at the time it was horrible it was I need to be smaller I need to wear a shaper when I go out under my dress I need so talk to me about how you started to I guess in your own journey realize where the mindset piece needed to come in with that food freedom and the body and I just want to touch on as well like that reminded me like how you said the smaller you were the worse you actually felt about yourself I was the exact same when I was playing netball just the intense pressure that I had I had literal fucking abs Mm. Mm. literal abs and I hated my body more at 53 kilos than I did at 94 yeah yeah so it just goes to show it actually has nothing to do with the fucking body you're in diet culture just led us to believe that that's the case pretty much so just to put that into perspective for everyone I guess but yeah I started um my mindset stuff I hired a mindset mentor pretty much and it was actually really just to I guess work on like my business stuff and you know blocks in my inner child and I kind of got into shadow work and all that stuff not even thinking you know it's like body image and food freedom and all that kind of stuff wasn't even really a thought of why I was kind of getting into that. Mm. And, you know, my relationship with food, I had healed pretty fucking well before that, but it just kind of made me realize kind of where all those things come from. So like in terms of food freedom, I healed my relationship with food, obviously the physical things, like I could let myself eat whatever I wanted. I didn't feel guilty or all that kind of stuff. But then it was only until I did the mindset stuff that I realized, okay, this is where that's coming from. And these are the blocks that I need to shift underneath that. And then that kind of all just clicked even further. But the body image stuff was like a lot, a lot. So ingrained. Like this is stuff that I mean, like, what's your earliest memory of you being conscious of your body and how you should look or, you know, picking on your body? And I ask this a lot because everyone has different stories, but it's crazy to think when we can connect to that version of you where it's like, fuck, I remember starting to be quite conscious at that stage. Yeah. So actually my first ever podcast episode that I did, I went into intense depth about this. So if anyone's listening and you want to learn more about that, go and listen to it. But I actually speak on that episode about, I think I would have been, I was in primary school, definitely like maybe like seven or eight. And there was a girl that I went to school with and we pretty much looked the exact same. I was just a little bit taller and like more dense. Like I've always had like a really quite muscly physique. I can put on muscly really muscle really easy. I can lose weight really easily as well. And that's obviously just a genetics thing. But she was like skinny little, you know, no meat on her at, at all. And she would actually on play dates make us weigh each other. Oh. Swear. That's hectic. Swear. Which is like my mum, I 100% can 
safely say that like she never really said anything to me about my body and all that kind of stuff but the things that kind of come from my mum was me actually watching her like she never actually said horrible things to me and all that kind of stuff but we never had like scales in our house like that was not a thing you know what I mean like so even though my mum passed some things down to me she was still conscious of what she was doing so Mm. that was actually my first experience of the scales yeah like I was a runt of a kid Mm. there's no need for me to weigh myself right but I would go to this girl's house and she would yeah weigh we'd weigh each other she'd just make sure that I was heavier than her pretty much she also wouldn't let me um wear her clothes so if I stayed over um we were the same size might I add and I was bigger so I had to wear her mum's pajamas Wow. And you think as well, like knowing what you do now about the inner child stuff and you've done a lot of shadow work, you can have that compassion for that girl and where she was at and what had been mirrored to her and shown to her or yep. God, what was said to her for her to be so conscious, yeah. that, you know. So that's-, that's what makes me think about too. I'm just like, oh, my God, that poor girl. Yeah, yeah. And was this, would you say 12? Yeah. Probably younger than that, if I'm honest. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I, it was definitely primary school. Mm. And like even, not even in terms of like what we look like as well, but I remember like, you know, you share baths with your best friends. I mean, I probably still do that now to this day anyway, but like, <laughs> you know, you'd go and you'd have baths together and whatever, even just like whose boobs were bigger, who grew boobs first, yeah. who grew pubes first. I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, starting to and- compare. Yeah, and because like my mum obviously never spoke to me about that kind of stuff. Mm. That was probably my most prominent memories, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously it stuck with me. I'm 29 years old now. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And it does. And it's really interesting how you said your, your mum didn't speak to you about that stuff because I grew up in a household where like all of this stuff, like sex, your body changing, all that sort of stuff, it wasn't really spoken about. So you're forced to learn from external factors, whether it's the kids at school or in high school Mm -hmm. or God knows what else with sex. Like, is it porn? Like, what are we seeking externally for information? And this is, I guess, where the diet culture and the media and everything comes into it. So at what stage do you feel um, things started to shift for you and you started to bring in more balance, I guess. I definitely feel like, so a bit of context as well, like every time that I would associate exercise, it was because I was a fucking netball, state netball player, right? So everything was to be better at something, to be the best pretty much and then so it's just kind of drilled into you I was always very sporty and all that kind of stuff but it was very 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 drilled into you like the discipline so I feel like I've always had that discipline behind me but you know everything would be like a group situation I guess so you're always trying to be better than the person next to you so that you make teams and all that kind of stuff if we dropped balls everything was for punishment it's like They would, yeah, they would, um, let's say we had 20 balls dropped in one drill. They'd be like, okay, that was 10 sit-ups per drop. You know what I mean? Or like however many seconds you'd be doing sprints, right? So it was always very like exercise is punishment or to be the best at something. And if you're not the best at something, don't fucking do it, right? (laughs) So when I realized that I hated netball, 
was when I like kind of let everything go, you know, became a really unhealthy version of myself, all that kind of thing. But when I actually started my fitness journey, again, (laughs) in the opposite way, I actually really fell in love with like training, like weights training because I was on my own and I actually really liked getting stronger and all that kind of stuff. So it was obviously, yes, there was a piece of me that was like, I want to look better and I, all these things, but I feel like I definitely had a different mindset to why I was exercising. Yeah. But even though my mindset was still pretty fucked and compared to what it is now, it was still better than when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. So it took me a long time to kind of get through that. And it was a far more balanced approach, even just in that, not doing it the way that I was. And then, you know, I've just realized like, you know, I had started to do like hit classes and all that kind of stuff at uni and I fucking hated it. And I could never work out why, but it's like, it was literally triggering old me that was at netball training. How interesting. So the minute I realized that I didn't have to run the same fucking race as everyone else was where it kind of clicked for me. And then it just got better and better over time. So when I first started, I would do like double sessions at the gym because I actually convinced myself that I loved it as well. So I'd do double sessions. I'd be doing core workouts in my room as well when I get home, running, like all of the things. And then, you know, I'd get burnt out. I'd get sick all the time. I'd get injured, you know, all the fucking works. Mm -hmm. And then the more that happened, I was like, okay, cool. I've got to start pulling back even more and more. And then, yeah, it kind of just evolved into like I train like four times a week now. I'd be happy if I train three times Yeah. If I wake up one day and I'm like, oh, I don't feel like doing weights, I can go and do a walk. Like I genuinely got to the point where I can move my body for how it feels good. Yes. And that's the biggest thing because we, and I love that you mentioned obviously your earliest introduction to what movement looked like was real fucking drill sergeant hectic like you know and I can relate to that I did martial arts for 10 years oh god yeah you would have been drilled when I was four or five and I was like a black belt first Dan I like to add that in there stop it yeah flex I'd flex that too However, I remember when I stopped because I was like, this is getting a bit too much. I got to like 16 and I was like, I just want to like go to gym or like, you know, whatever. I remember I had a break from it. And then when I started to get back into movement and in the gym, my mindset was so fucked up because it was so connected to like, oh, I used to be able to do this. I used to train five days a week and I was so fit. Oh my God, I've lost my fitness. I should do it this way. I should do it that way. So it takes a long time to actually like Mm -hmm. reprogram those thoughts around like I get to in a way that feels good to me, but it's a huge, it's a huge journey of getting to that. Yeah. And you know what I think as well contributes to that is like, no one fucking tells us like we're always taught about puberty and all those things, but no one tells us like, it's so normal for your body to change right now. It's not going to function the way it used to and it's okay. So then I feel like, you know, if you were that sporty kid and you do make that transition to not playing sport and finding a different way, it's fucking contradicting everything that you think about, as you said, everything that you've ever learned, but Mm. then your body is literally biologically fucking different. And craving different things based on the season you're in. Like, absolutely. I, recently, I've started to really hone in on like, what is my body actually needing? I go through periods where I'm like, I need to fucking lift weights and smash yeah. it. 
But then I go through my little yoga Pilates girl era where I'm like, I just want to flow a bit more. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. But, you know, it takes a bit to get there. Absolutely. And yeah. you obviously see that with your clients as well. A hundred percent. I feel like to, that's the fitness industry's fault. Mm. Like everyone thinks that they need to be doing everything the same as everyone else, especially now. Cause like, it's just bodybuilding is all the rage. So everyone thinks they need to be, you know, doing it how they do it or, you know, just because their friend Sally does it one way and her personal trainer said to do it one way, you think that you're a failure because you're not doing it the same. So one thing that I always like to anchor into with my coaching is like find out what you fucking like. Yeah, what works for you. Yeah, Yeah. run your own race. Like literally you make the rules for your own fitness journey. Yeah, and let's be real. Like we spoke about how media comes into this, but like, social media the era we're in like holy shit we're both in the online space building a business in the Mm -hmm. online space but fuck me it can be pretty noisy and it's need to be mindful of who we're following and what we're consuming because Mm -hmm. it's really easy to just even like I've had days where I'm like I'm evolved I'm healed I'm happy (laughs) with myself and then I'll just like over consume or something and I'm like holy fuck hello there's all those like thoughts that are coming back around how I different how I you know Mm -hmm. so talk to me about I guess being in the fitness industry but also in the online space what are the like the blocks and the barriers and the things that you're noticing um and for people to be mindful of who are listening so one thing I find really interesting is like you know as you said like with comparison and social media we're all so triggered and we always blame it on social media and you know the day and age that we're in now like you weren't just fucking born you didn't come out of the womb hating your body it was learned right so when you're triggered when you're being when you're comparing yourself to someone else it's actually you're in a child remembering those initial memories of comparison like even like magazines remember as kids like you'd be lining up at bullies with your mom and there's all those magazines of the celebrities and how shit they look yeah, and they like and a normal person, literally normal person, and it's like shock, weight gain, or some. Yeah. Sh- so yeah. it's like you know, yes, you're being triggered by real time what's happening in this day and age, but it's actually bringing up memories of the old stuff. So we're very quick to judge that it's the new age of things, if that makes sense. So true. Yeah. Even like I heard this the other day and I actually can't remember whose podcast it was on, but they were talking about, you know, even in like family picture books, like when is there ever photos of you having a bad day? Like everyone's like smiling and like. A highlight reel, right? 100%. So there's so many different things that come into play and we need to remember that it's actually our inner child running the show and not us, which I think as well is why we feel so controlled by these things because we actually don't know where it's coming from. And logically we know all of these things, but it's like inner inner us, inner child is the one that needs to be held through that. And absolutely. And I love that you brought up the inner child. We love this woo-woo shit. It's not even woo-woo shit. It's it's not. I think it's the fucking pinnacle of so much of our healing and the moment and the sooner we can delve in and connect with our inner child, the sooner we're going to have a lot of revelations and breakthroughs and, and thoughts, right? Yeah. hundred percent. And I always say to my clients, like if we think about our core needs, when we were kids, it was love, safety, validation, recognition, play, creativity, yeah. all of those things that so easily we become so fucking disconnected from as we get older. Yeah. So 
talk to me about, I guess, your tips when you help clients for yourself, even the people that are listening, if they're wanting to connect with looking after themselves, having a nice balance between food freedom, body image, how they feel about themselves, what are some tips that you've got around, like things to be mindful of or things to practice that are going to help with, you know, being mindful and not going zero to a hundred? Yeah. Firstly, just like what we talked about before, find something you fucking like and do it every day. If you don't have a strong, deep-rooted desire for why you are doing something, Mm. you won't stick to it long-term. And if you're constantly at like conflict within yourself, like if you're resenting the way that you're trying to do this or, you know, you like, you're just not going to be able to maintain it if you don't like it either. So it needs to be realistic to you, what your lifestyle is like, say for me being an online coach, I sit at home all day. I can plug in and out of work whenever I want. So someone like me, it's going to be pretty fucking easy to get 12,000 steps and move their body. Mm. Whereas if someone works an office job, they're sedentary, what they need to do to change their life is actually going to be very fucking minimal compared to what I would do. Yeah. Same as even me from when I was in a gym. I would do 20,000 steps a day easy without even trying. I could not even train for two weeks and I'd lose weight. Yeah. Yeah. Like your lifestyle is going to be so different. Are you a fucking mum? Like it's, yes, we have the same 24 hours, but like we actually don't. Yeah. So it's like just finding what works for you and fitting that into your routine wherever you can. So that's, that's the first piece. If you don't enjoy what you're doing and align it with where you're at, good fucking luck. Yeah. <laughs> thousand percent literally and then the next thing is like find out what your minimum and your maximum is I say this a lot to my, my clients and it's like okay find out what the minimum amount of things you would be happy with doing so for me if I went for a walk every single day I'd probably be happy with that yeah you're not in my body every day yeah yeah yeah. If I only got two gym sessions in, I probably still, I mean, I'm at a level where I could not train at all and I'm not going to be mad at myself, but I usually like to be like, okay, two to three gym sessions. If I get that, I know I can still be building muscle off that. Sure. Anything more than that's a bonus. Mm-hmm. But then also what is your fucking maximum? Yeah. Yeah. Like you can't do seven days a week, balls to the wall, go for runs. If you play a sport and then go to Pilates, track everything perfectly, like you're going to burn out, right? So it's like finding that in between that you're going to actually enjoy, like I said, but then not push yourself too far because the more you try and push yourself, your body will force you to rest. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to fall off track because something happened. If life gets in the way, like when you have events, if something's happened with a partner, family, like mm. you just kind of have to do what you can. So I guess the best piece of advice I can give with people with that is like just always telling yourself something is always better than nothing. Yeah, big time. But also not using that as a limitation because mm. mm-hmm. there's always limitations with everything. So another thing I like to say is like never miss twice. Mm because then you're constantly checking yourself and be like, okay, cool. Like I actually have control over this and I am the only one that can take responsibility for my own results. So it's like, yes, something is better than nothing, but are you constantly leaning into that to the point that it's limiting you? 
Yeah. And this is where the balance piece comes in again. Yeah. You still have to have that element of being like, fucking show up for yourself and do the, do the things right. But it's also okay if you can't today. Yeah. And you did something else, just like having compassion for yourself when you can't show up how you want to show up. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I always get my clients to do, especially mindset ones is like, what is your current relationship with food, with exercise, your body, all of that? What does it currently look like? And what do you desire it to look like? Mm -hmm. And then just filling in the gaps pretty much. Yeah. Because you would see this a lot in the mindset side of things is like, I like to call it the mindset audit. It's like, okay, what are your beliefs and actions versus your actual desires? And a lot of the time our beliefs and actions are so in line with our fucking fears. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Our authentic desires, right? So Mm -hmm. yeah, huge. I love those tips there. I always like to say as well, like, you know, what do you prioritize? What do you value? And then see if they're actually, what you're doing every day is actually aligning. Like, where are you saying you value X, but you're actually doing Y? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And this showed up in a um, mindset call that I had with a client a couple of days ago. So something we've really been working on, she's a mum, and she always writes this list of things she has to do each day. And then she gets super fucking overwhelmed, does all the things and exercise is the last thing on it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, what do we value? What are we, you know, what are we doing? And how, how are you prioritizing your day? And I'm like, if you actually change the way that you're prioritizing your day-to-day shit and put that first, you will fucking stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing better than moving in the morning and setting the tone for the day. And I don't know about you or people listening, but for me, like when I was in my nine to five, I would spend the whole day talking myself out of going to gym or moving or Mm -hmm. whatever. Now, obviously I've got capacity to utilize my morning. Once it's done, you're just like, fuck yeah. Even if I have a minimum today, I have showed up for myself in that regard. And there's so much fun in that. Absolutely. And that's exactly how I coach clients too. I'm just like, you know, something's always going to be better than nothing. Mm. Always. Even if it was like, you know, you might not have even been able to exercise that day, but you might have made better informed choices around your food. It's fucking something. And celebrate that as well. Mm -hmm. Acknowledge that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and you would see this as well in whatever capacity, whether it's mindset, business, fitness, health, whatever. Yeah. It's like I just fucking lost my train of thought. Then can you tell I have ADHD? You were so passionate about what you're about to say. I was like, I'm hanging on. Like, what's what's about to come? <laughs> Are you fucking serious? Revolutionary. <laughs> oh my god! And it was literally so good. That's okay. It'll come back to you. It'll Check come it. to me, and I'll be like, hold on. Yeah, I just That's got okay. diagnosed with ADHD, so it makes fucking sense. Yes. Yes. Well, what I was going to say is I loved how you mentioned like the the minimum and the maximum because yes. I've been working with a lot of my clients on at the moment is their non-negotiables and nailing the basics because yeah. what, what I notice, and you'd see this a lot as well, when we get off track and when we're hard on ourselves, we feel like we need to overcompensate. So we create this fucking extravagant to-do list with yeah. all real unrealistic shit. So like if I haven't been going to gym consistently, for instance, for the past six months. And then I'm like, right, 
I'm getting back onto it. I'm going to have to go five days a week. Yeah. It's just not going to fucking happen. That's not realistic to me. So starting to kind of work backwards and be like, even if it's just nailing my water intake step, which I'm sure is sleep. Sleep is the biggest one. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Even just like general, like energetic body physical environment hygiene as well like 100 and having like so much power in it so such beautiful tips and before we finish up letting everyone know how they can find you how they can connect with you how how can they work with you so uh, everything social media wise even my website is just training with jess so i'm sure if you just type that in you'll find me (laughs) Um, I'm probably more active on TikTok as well. So like, if you want, like, I don't know, I kind of get on there and talk like I'm a bit of a celebrity. (laughs) So just like, um, it's more like real and raw content. Obviously I'm like that on Instagram, but more just like, I kind of get on there and like riff about stuff, like almost as if like I'm on my podcast. Yeah. Okay. That's the kind of vibe over there. Um, but yeah, and I also have a podcast called Unlocking Her, which I have just started as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you're interested in like connecting with me, even just in that capacity, would love to connect with you guys. But if you are wanting more of like a one-to-one support and you want to, you're ready to deep dive into any of the things that we've talked about on today's episode, whether it's inner child stuff, body image stuff, food freedom finding balance. Like, I feel like when we talk about mindset stuff as well, like we're always, it's always kind of associated with that shadow work stuff, but your mindset could literally just be, you know, finding that balance, finding the minimum and maximum, finding, you know, that kind of stuff. It doesn't actually have to be as deep as what we initially talked about as well. If that's not what you're ready for, there's so many different capacities that, you know, you can work with in that space. Obviously Mm -hmm. I do just online fitness nutrition the standard like programs and all that kind of stuff I will say though working with me I can guarantee you that it's a non-judgment like free space I am the most like safe human that you could ever possibly work with like I'm not one of those coaches that's going to be like why the fuck haven't you hit your steps that day yeah which I feel like is definitely why I have been so successful in the space because a lot of girls come on and they're like, oh my God, I was meant to be on this amount of calories and mm. I couldn't sustain it and I would be in trouble for things that I would do. So yeah, if you're ready to be held to a higher standard, but to be held like in a safe space for your emotions and that you're a human being that shit's going to come up for, then I'm your fucking gal. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously too, like if you're a coach and you're ready to level up in that area, then I do business mentoring as well. But everything is on my website, on my social media. So find me on there. Yes. And I love that you mentioned around like, again, there being the balance of like, I'm going to hold you accountable, but like, you're not going to yell at because I've heard some like from clients that have come, I'm sure the same with you. I've heard some horror stories where it's like, there's this fine line. Like I need some tough love sometimes. Don't get Everyone does. We need to be held accountable, but also too, like if something we need to work on is being kinder to ourselves and not having us mean girl run the show. It's really hard when we're in a container where it's like, (laughs) holy shit, I'm scared to even like, I'm going to be told that it's not good enough. Yeah. 
And it's that low key shame that I think sometimes, like, yeah. Shade, but like some coaches, I feel like, oh my God. Yeah, that's so bad. And like, I feel like the difference is like when you're holding someone accountable from a space of love, you can really tell the fucking difference. Like, I mean, if you guys follow me, like, my content's direct as fuck. Like, I'm like big sister, bad bitch vibes, right? I'm going to tell you how it is. Mm -hmm. But I'm calling you forth from a place of experience. That's all the shit that I used to fucking do. I've been there, I've done that. And, you know, coaches are there for you to have your blind spots revealed to you at the end of the day. Like you're collapsing time essentially by them calling you to a higher standard with things, right? But where a lot of coaches miss the mark is they're doing it from a place of shame and guilt. Whereas, yeah, it's not the vibe. It doesn't help anyone. I mean, you've been there, done that. I'm the same. Like it fucking doesn't help at all. No, it's going to just like perpetuate that cycle, that Mm -hmm. spiral. And a lot of coaches actually, you'll be surprised how many coaches actually have really disordered relationships with food, with their body, with exercise, and they're coaching people through that, which is really fucking scary. Yeah, I feel like this is a whole different kettle of fish. Oh, 100%. It's a big trigger for me. I think as well, like, look, let's not get into it too much, but I think for me, (laughs) you know, when you've kind of, you've studied, you've got the experience, but not just the experience, like you're actually qualified and certified to hold space for certain things. Like that's really fucking important. We can't open a can of worms and like just not know what to do with that. hundred percent. Like even personal trainers, if they just have cert three and four, they're not actually allowed to prescribe calories Mm. and macros. Like the people that are like overstepping the mark on, and out of their scope of practice is just insane, which is also too why with my mindset coaching, I never fucking touch on things that a therapist could. Yeah. Like mine is always centered around body image, food freedom, all things that I have extensively learned at university. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Literally it's crazy. yourself as well and having the integrity of like, do I actually have competence in talking about this, mentoring this. And if for anyone who is listening, as we wrap up, if you are looking for a coach or a mentor, allowing yourself to not just go by, you know, the trends of who everyone's fucking working with. Yeah. What they look like. Yeah. Like actually Mm -hmm. connecting with like, do I feel comfortable with them? You know, experience and like. It's a relationship. Yeah. 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 Also too, like you know, if you're wanting to work with a coach and you're wanting to get in and out in eight weeks and get your results, hundred percent, I can fucking do that. But if you want a coach that is in it for short periods of time, I'm not your fucking coach. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, like majority of my clients, like I still have my first ever clients from seven years ago. Mm. Yeah. Seven years ago. Do they need me? Probably fucking not, but they're choosing to have me in their world, right? Mm -hmm. But I always say to clients when I get on the first coaching call, it's like, okay, no matter how long you're with me for, obviously I would love for it to be a really long period of time, but no matter whether it's a short or long period of time, you are going to leave here with skills that you're going to be able to use for the rest of your life. But I've had clients come in and they'll be like, yep, cool, ready to do all this stuff. And then when they don't get you know, a lifetime of results, like 30 kilos in eight to 12 weeks, they fucking dip out. And it's like, you know, if you're getting in there for that, I'm not it. I promise you, you're going to, I'm changing your lifestyle for good. And I promise you, 
if you do work with me and you actually give it that red hot crack and you realize it is a sustainable thing, you will never fucking yo-yo again. Yeah. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. The quick fixes don't actually end up being quick fixes in the long run. Yeah. This is exactly why I recently got rid of all of my short-term containers. Like, yeah one-off things and like even the one month I was like okay it's cool to dip your toe in and that's fine yeah pull some power in it like sometimes you have little penny drop moments yeah I do that too I do mine on limited times like a a monthly offer or like I use that as like top-ups now totally yeah 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 but But I'm the same connection is is truly where it's at if you're at a stage where you're like I'm ready to fucking commit and actually cultivate sustainable change I feel like a lot of people are chasing that quick fix. Yeah. People and- really, are, actually, this is what I was going to say before, but people yeah. overestimate what they're going to achieve in eight weeks and underestimate what they will in six or 12 months. So true. Five years, 10 years. Oofed. Mm, uh-huh. And we also touched on the body image piece and like how it's all with our inner child, how much our mums, the media, everything affects that. The cool thing is that if you're actually doing this in a sustainable way and diving deeper into that mindset, you're healing your children as well. Yes. The generational, you know, it's it's the domino effect and it's yeah. someone's got to do it. Someone's got to break these cycles and raise yeah. awareness. And if you were listening, I speak about this <laughs> a lot, um, you're probably that cycle breaker, you know, so congrats, sis. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Welcome to the growth zone. Um, yeah, thank you so much for being here. It's such a Thanks pleasure. Thanks for having me. And looking forward to connecting. I'm about to jump on your little potty. Yeah, with- I'm so excited to have you on mine. Yes. All right. Thank you so much, Jess. Thank you. Guys, how good was that chat? Jess is such a powerhouse and a wealth of knowledge and I had so much fun connecting with her. It was such a laugh and it was really good to chat about things that are so relatable to all females and it is something we can all connect with and we've experienced in our timeline at one point or another. Something we spoke about at the end was the power and potency of long-term connection and mentorship and coaching containers. So I want to take this opportunity to let you know about my exclusive private holistic coaching, which is my highest level of mindset, energetic, emotional, and spiritual mentorship that I offer. So this is your time to get unstuck, find your groove, expand your mind, and elevate your entire life one conscious conversation at a time. So this option is best suited for you if you're the kind of woman that has been feeling really disempowered by playing by the norms, the standards, and the rules set by others, and you're ready to take it up a notch and fully show up for yourself and set the tone for your own life, whether that be your lifestyle, your habits, your mindset, your spiritual well-being, your relationships, or even your business. I'm going to be taking you from step from blocked and ordinary to fully embodied and extraordinary. My exclusive private holistic coaching is 10 sessions. This is long-term connection. And this is for you if you've really been feeling called to start nurturing and prioritizing your well-being, really digging deeper, cultivating some big necessary changes and starting to confidently pave your own way and really having fun in the process. So if you're wanting to become your own safe space, your biggest supporter, put your barriers, your limits and your inner critic to the side, this is where you want to be. I'm going to leave the information in the show notes. 
And remember that nothing changes until you do. This is a choice. It is up to you. Let's start 2024 right. Let's set the tone and let's get you fucking thriving. I'll see you inside.